Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I'm your host, Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Daisy Bravo. And here's a bit about Daisy. She is definitely a woman that is going to get us fired up. So I hope you buckle up your seatbelt and sit back for the ride. She is an online pregnancy and postpartum fitness coach and the founder of Strong Moms Fitness. Her passion for health and wellness has led her to a 20-year career supporting moms to reach their health and fitness goals. Early on in her personal training career, she noticed that many trainers in the gym did not know what to do with pregnant women and new mothers. She identified two types of trainers, the ones that were afraid to work with moms and the ones that either ignore or were unaware that these women needed special consideration. Sick of seeing this population ignored in standard fitness programs and also wanting for herself to have a fit pregnancy. Daisy spent years learning how to help herself and other women have an empowered pregnancy. She's on a mission to support moms who feel pressure from society to quickly lose weight after baby. And now through her coaching program, she supports, empowers, and educates women on how to work out safely during pregnancy and then recover and return to exercise after giving birth without risking injury and avoiding those crash diets. And without further ado, please welcome Daisy Bravo to GEMS Podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Genesis. My pleasure, Daisy. And today we're going to unpack a lot of the work that you are doing on the forefront, pregnancy and postpartum fitness. And I completely resonate with this segment because while you're carrying life inside of you, you want to look and feel good, but there are certain limitations that each mother may have depending on her body type or depending if she may be high risk or et cetera. And it's all, it often goes overlooked because sometimes people feel like, oh, you're so fragile. And I'm like, you're a human being and we could do certain things. Don't just alienate us or treat us like we're disabled. So let's um, start unpacking this powerful segment. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's interesting because um, the last few podcasts I've been on are actually podcasts hosted by men. And so they're, of course, totally clueless. And uh, one of the gentlemen I spoke with, he doesn't have kids, like he's never had kids, never been through that process. And then the other gentleman I spoke to, um, he has two kids. So two interesting perspectives, but from like a behind the scenes kind of perspective. And um you know, the one gentleman I spoke to he, that had two kids, he said, oh, the first pregnancy, I was, you know, I was really so worried about, about my wife. I, you know, she wanted to, to, to run. And I was like, no, you're bouncing the baby around. You're, you're going to hurt it. And then, you know, after the fact, he said, you know, the whole time he's just like following behind her, you know, making sure that she's just, you know, taking care of herself and doesn't, you know, overextend herself. So, um, 
you know, super interesting because, you know, if you, if you think, you know, back in, in the old days, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of sound like uh, my grandmother here, you know, back in the old days when women, you know, were working in the farms or wherever, they did this all pregnant and, you know, they, they ended up okay. So we're not as fragile as, you know, as, you know, maybe the perception is. Is but yes, we still do have some limitations, and we do need to have some things in consideration. Also, um, so with with pregnancy, there's you know it's always it's never black and white. It's always like this middle you know gray area where we have to live every single day. And some um, whenever you began your journey to really help women who were pregnant or women postpartum. Did you ever go and educate some of the other trainers that you were working with so they could begin to see things from your perspective and not alienate those women? Because that could definitely turn a a woman off from wanting to set foot into the gym if she doesn't feel seen or heard or let alone supported. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, that's a big component of what I do. And so when I, when I started this, I was very much into CrossFit and into it personally. And depending on the gym that you're in, um, a lot of the trainers that work in those gyms, they take sometimes they don't need um, like a standard personal training certification. Sometimes they just need a, a CrossFit like level one certification in order to train. Um, but none of it really talks about pregnancy and postpartum and what we should do with these women. So what I've noticed in working with the gym is again, like, like you had mentioned in, in my bio is, you know, some were just like, just ignored the fact that the women were pregnant. They're like, just kind of keep going on. I'm sure you're going to be okay. And then my last Jeff. No, no, no. I'm here. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> seriously? You're like, seriously? <laughs> so some were just like, she's fine. You know, she's tough. She's a tough woman. I saw her back in the day, you know, doing overhead squats with, you know, 120 pounds. She was fine. And, but then I see the, the, you know, the other men kind of like the, uh, the guy that I, I had a podcast interview with, he was like crowding and hunching over her, you know, hosing her down with water, toweling her off, you know, every second. And, you know, (laughs) part of me was like, this is ridiculous. If, you know, someone has to show these trainers, you know, what they need to do to take care of, of these women. So um, a lot of times I'll go into CrossFit gyms and do like minute, you know, seminars on the weekends and, you know, chat about ways that they can help support, you know, women during this time. What, you know, what sort of, how to approach this situation um, so that women end up, you know, not, not getting injured in the gym and have a positive outcome from this experience. And do you have any like go-to staple exercises that you recommend to women that they could do during all stages of their pregnancy, first, second, and third, or is it strictly customizable based on the woman that you're, that you're working with? Sure. Um, You know, especially when it comes to working with women that are more athletic to begin, they kind of have you know, an idea of things that they enjoy or things that they want to do. And I never want to tell anyone to stop doing anything. So typically my goal in working with women is 
showing them how is the best way they can do the things that they love, but taking special considerations at the same time. So I never want to tell someone that if they love to run because, um, you know, that's what gets them up in the morning. That's what makes them feel whole. I'm never going to tell anyone to stop anything hundred percent, unless it is, um, it, you know, severely dangerous. Um, you know, I'm not talking about women that need to be bedridden or, you know, special considerations, but just as a general population, the average healthy pregnant woman, um, I don't like to tell them no, because if you tell someone no, you know what's going to happen. They're going to do it and they're going to do it um, their own way, as opposed to, uh, you know, a way that's more catered to them. Um, there's a lot of, you know, you there's a lot of exercises that can help support and keep pregnancy a little safer or help achieve better outcomes after baby. So we do spend a lot of time showing women, hey, um, instead of doing this exercise you know, for your core, let's switch it to this exercise for your core because this is gonna be a little bit safer for you at this time. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, it definitely helps answer because you're guiding them where they're able to do certain things without overexerting or overextending themselves because you want to make sure that it's within a reach that is comfortable for them, but also gets them seeing some results that they want to maintain, correct? Absolutely. Yes, definitely. And then I know uh, one thing that jumped out at me is like the weights behind you. Some people feel like weights are a hands-off, laissez-faire, like, no, don't lift weights when you're pregnant. And one thing that um, came to my mind is as you were talking about CrossFit, there was a pregnant mother who was in the media where people were trying to bash her because she was doing, um, CrossFit. And I think she was, I can't remember if it was like 150 to 250 pounds pregnant. And you could see her belly was way out there. Let me know if you remember the lady I'm talking about. I think I have an idea um, or some variation of that, but yes, absolutely. There's, um, there's been a lot of that, uh, especially within the last, I would say maybe five years or so, especially when, uh, you know, CrossFit was like the, uh, like the big fad, uh, you know, of, of the day, but yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> and do you think that is a no, no, because I mean, if she was already lifting that and now she's pregnant, they say, if you were already active before your pregnancy, you can continue to do some of the things that you were doing prior within reasoning. But of course, if you've never, you know, went to a CrossFit gym, if you've never lift that amount of weight, why the hell would you start when you're pregnant? Because you have a fragile person inside of you. Yeah, for sure. So many good things to unpack here. <laughs> and, um, you know, this, the general statement or the, the new Vogue statement right now is if you were doing it before pregnancy, you know, you can keep doing it. And, you know, if you hadn't done it before, maybe now is not the best time to start. And, and, you know, as always, some version of that is, is true. And some version of that is, is a myth. So, so yes, I'm not going to take the average couch potato who's never worked out before and tell them to go, um, run a marathon or, you know, do some Olympic weightlifting, probably not the best thing, but to tell them because they've never done anything that they shouldn't exercise at all during pregnancy, um, that's also doing them a disservice. So maybe they can start doing something that's a little bit more, um, 
remedial, something that's a little bit more manageable. So starting, you know, because we do want to prevent things like um, gestational diabetes, preeclampsia, like fitness does have its place in health and fitness. It's, it's very important. So yeah, something for a beginner or someone who's never worked out might look different. It might just look like walking um, and some, you know, very basic exercises. Um, however, who knows where this woman uh, started at? Maybe she was lifting 400 pounds um, before pregnancy and maybe 120 pounds is like nothing to her. So we, we don't really know the context of that particular situation, um, but everyone is should be treated like an individual. Um, you know, if that woman was lifting and let's say um, she was lifting through some Braxton, Braxton Hicks contractions, I'd say, yeah, that's a really bad idea. Or if she was lifting and she was lifting through some pain or maybe some other signals her body was giving her and she was just fighting through them just so she could get this glorious picture on, you know, online for, for ego purposes. So um, it really kind of depends on the spectrum and it's really, it really should be individualized. And I'm, you know, and I'm really against bashing, you know, any woman who's just trying to get through through the day and do her thing. Um, I don't know her psychology or what was going on with that. And, and maybe it was okay for her and her situation and for her skills and ability at that time. Um, but for the average person or the weekend warrior, something like that is probably not attainable or sustainable. Uh, our goal during pregnancy should not be doing max lifting. Uh, we should really kind of be working in a 60 to 70 percent range of of our abilities. We should not be working at 100 percent. We shouldn't be gassed. We shouldn't be pushing or overstraining ourselves. Um, so hopefully that kind of gets to to what you were you were <laughs> you're asking there with um, with kind of working within our ranges. Yeah, it definitely does because we don't know enough about what was going on with her body or her overall situation to make any judgments. And we shouldn't make any judgments because every woman is going to go through a different phase in their pregnancy and what they can withstand. But what we can do as women is empower one another along the fitness journey and don't like shame a shame another woman because of their body image. And I know those are um, two things that you like to hit on is body image and empowering women with fitness. Because let's be honest, whenever you get pregnant, your body goes through various changes. And you may not have that snap back body right away. But that doesn't mean that you should allow any guilt or remorse or anything like that to creep up because you've just birthed something beautiful into this world. So how can we help women with body image as well as empower each other to do what you can do and give yourself grace and mercy? For sure. And, you know, all of this, you know, and it, it is a little bit more difficult if you're dealing with an athlete who is a, or someone who's just a type A personality and someone who's very ego driven or someone who, um, you know, loves to post on Instagram to get the likes and they like to raise controversy. And um, we need to, 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 to burst that bubble and bring it down a notch. And I think what's very important is psychology is, is a beast. And, you know, there's 
so many rabbit holes you can get in when when dealing with the psychology of a woman, the psychology of a pregnant woman. Um, but what's important is for us to learn that we really just need to embrace what we have, what we're working with today. So embrace the season we're in and embrace that moment. So, um, you know, sometimes a pregnant woman is tired and unmotivated to work out. Um, although everyone who knows her may just identify her as, uh, you know, someone who's fit and strong. And it may be a struggle for her to let her guard down and just kind of give in to, to something like that. So it's, it's up to us to learn how to embrace with what we're dealing with every day. Yes, we might be postpartum and nursing and have sleep deprivation. Um, maybe we've got a kid that won't leave us alone and we can't get a workout in. So every day as a woman looks different. We've, we're, we're trying to, we're living in a society where we, we want to have it all, you know, we want to excel in business, we want to excel in, in fitness and still manage to take care of our families and put food on the table and just, just do it all. And it's important for us to understand that there has to be some give and take at certain points uh, in our lives. So, and that may be at the moment, just accepting that your fitness at the moment just has to look a different way. It doesn't mean that you're quitting, you're giving up, or you're failing. Um, it's really a time to learn and embrace acceptance of ourselves. You're just shifting gears for a mere moment in your life, and you're in a new season. And while you're in this new season, just embrace that there are going to be things that look differently, but it doesn't mean that you're not going to get back to where you used to be. And that's okay. Um, and I want to get a little bit um, personal, if I can, Daisy, was there a specific challenge that you faced in your life that you've overcome? And now you could share that story with other women as a form of encouragement? Yeah, for sure. And gosh, I, I, to find one in particular, because, you know, you know, every day is such a challenge. And, you know, I would probably say that um, the biggest challenge I had is when I was uh, in my 30s, and I decided to go, you know, back to because I wanted to do it all just like, you know, we all have to fulfill our ego and, and do everything. Um, all I wanted to do at 30 <laughs> was to go back to school and, and get my doctorate degree. And it was unbelievable the hoops that I had to go through and, and not only, you know, mentally and physically, but when I started class, um, I was at the, I was at the bottom of my class. I forgot how to learn. I forgot how to study and, you know, it was, it was difficult for me. And I, I did have a lot to, to overcome to get, get me through that. Um, but it was interesting when you step outside of yourself and put things all on the table and realize at the end of the day, we're just all trying to achieve a certain goal. And the best thing that I, you know, I've shared from that experience is instead of like taking it as a whole 
is chunking things down. And I can use that and apply that to just about every experience I've ever had and just about any experience um, that I've had with my clients is, you know, they have a, a goal or an expectation or something that they want to achieve, but it looks so big and it looks so intense when you're at that bottom of the mountain. And, you know, by taking it just like one step at a time, just like I did through, you know, my education, um, I started out like one of the worst in the class. Um, I didn't end up at the the top of my class. I wasn't like valedictorian or anything, but I accomplished my goal and it, it, it was messy and it was ugly, just like life is, you know, for everybody. Um, but the fact that, you know, you stick with it, you break things down, you could pretty much um, as women, as an individual, accomplish anything you really want to, if it's something um, that is really important to you deep down. That is great because um, it's those challenges that really give us that grit and resilience. And if we never go through those challenges, we're not going to appreciate what's on the other side because we didn't have those start ugly moments. What was your support system like, Daisy? Because I think that's um, very important whenever you're going through life circumstances and challenges is to have that backbone or those the your dream team, to say the least, to really help you muddle through the the messiness. Yeah. And and that was actually another important lesson that I had learned. I've always been the type of person that struggles to ask for help. (laughs) And, um, you know, and that could be part of the, you know, type A, you know, personality um, or the persona that I want to convey that I've, I've got this um, I got this all together. Um, no, I don't, I don't need help. I can figure this out myself. And um, that actually reaching out for support was a big struggle for me, like from the get-go. Um, I did eventually along the way drop that sort of mentality, learn how to push through it. Um, because if I did not have some of the support from uh, some of my friends and colleagues, teachers, as well as my husband, I would have actually never gotten through that. Uh, so it is important that we, if, it's, if, if we're struggling to ask for help, you know, just realize that you know, anyone that has been successful in, in anything, in any goal at some point has reached out for, for help in some way. If it is someone who stands on stage as a um, competitive figure, um, you know, model what had bikini in, in um, competitive realm, they've worked with trainers. They, they probably know how to work out themselves, but they still had a trainer to get them through it. Um, you know, to get them to the top, to that moment. It wasn't all by themselves, you know, like they say um, in, you know, in pregnancy and family, uh, it takes a village, you know, to, to, to raise a child. It takes the support and team. Um, anything worth doing does, does require um, some support from, from someone else out there. And thank you for sharing, you know, your story, because I think it's going to connect with other women out there, because that's how we begin to grow when we hear other women who are going through things that are similar to us. And it lets them know that, hey, we're human and we're not superhuman and we're definitely not a superwoman. 
So why can't we just have these dialogues and help one another out because we're all going through something. But when we begin to share and intersect those stories, you see how those hard times turn into easy times because people could give you tips and suggestions and et cetera. And as we begin to wind down, Daisy, I want you to leave the listeners as well as the viewers with a call to action, something that you want them to remember about you, what we discuss, and how to help them jumpstart their fitness in their pregnancy and postpartum journey. Absolutely. That's that's amazing. Yeah. The of course with with all the the training, the the work, you know, the work I've done with with women, um, all the extra training courses and education that I've I've taken over over time, you know. My biggest takeaway from all of that is, you know, that at the end of the day, our strength comes from, you know, our whole mind and body working together. And it's not just big biceps, you know, that we're going for in the gym. There is a huge, uh, you know, mental, mental, physical component. We talked about support um, and, and love. And you can't get through this stuff without it. So, you know, as a pregnant and postpartum woman, give yourself some grace. And, you know, if you, if you need to, to take, take a rest day here and there, give yourself that, allow that for yourself, give your, you know, for, you know, forgive yourself, give yourself that grace. um, Because at you know, at the end of the day, we, we have this one body, this one bag of skin, and we need to give it its full respect. And the fact that, you know, as women, we can go through pregnancy, we can have a baby, and now we can have it all, you know, we, we really just need to, to look back and, and really appreciate what we've accomplished and what we've been through. Um, and I think that is, is something that every woman needs to do, like, on the regular, because it's so easy to kind of get lost in the day to day. And just, you know, at the end of, you know, and a lot of times we, we spend time just like looking in the mirror and just like nitpicking at ourselves and, and our flaws. But at the end of the day, we should be really taking the time to respect um, all that our body has been through, all that we've been through, because we're stronger than we think we are. Wow. Oh, wow. I just wish I could just package that up as a bow and have it on repeat (laughs) because it's so true. It's like that self-love, that self-care and just really being content with your body. It really puts you in a good mindset and then mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, because you're not worrying about competing with somebody else because you're in competition with yourself to be a better version on a daily basis. And Daisy, for anyone that's interested in connecting with you, learning more about the work that you're doing on the forefront, as well as behind the scenes, I want you to plug your website as well as where you hang out on social media. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the main place that you can find me, which links to everywhere else in the universe that I hang out, is uh, my website, strongmomsfitness.com. 
I primarily hang out on Facebook because I'm a Facebook group junkie. So if you go into Facebook and search, you can even search me, Daisy Bravo, and, and add me as a friend. I'd, I'd love to have you. It's not like one of those blocked uh, Facebook uh, you know, profiles that I don't add anyone. I love having people in my group because I actually share a lot on my personal page too about fitness, about life and all that sort of good stuff. But I do also have a group which is called the Pregnancy and a Strong Moms Pregnancy and Postpartum Fitness and Education and Support Hub. It's like a huge like mouthful, um, but a great place for a lot of education. I go live on the regular and, uh, you know, presentations about different, all things, health, fitness, pregnancy, postpartum. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of Jump's podcast. You just heard Daisy Bravo. Make sure you connect with her. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Remember, you are stronger than you think. So allow this mind to help condition your body. And until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Don't forget to hit that subscribe icon and share this segment with your family members and friends. We're on 40 plus platforms and you can follow us on YouTube at Gems with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. Until we chat next time. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another segment of Gems Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.